God is the God of the universe. God is the God of everybody. And that is what John was referring to when he said that the one that does not love does not know God. But the confidence that you must have in the word of God from within, that deep assurance, heaven is a state of happiness which comes as a result of living a useful life. The heavenly pursuit is usefulness. The heavenly pursuit is love. The wisdom of God, it is universal. It is universal because it does not belong to a certain set. Amen. So, by the grace of God, we continue today too. Amen. And it is my prayer that we will allow the Lord to have his full work in us. Amen. That we will not shut him off. We will not shut him off. That we will allow him in the name of Jesus. Amen. The Lord will help us. Amen. So, I'm still talking to us about seeking the face of God. Amen. Responding to his call to seek his face. When you look at the scripture that we considered was about the Lord asking us to seek his face. When thou says, seek ye my face, my heart said unto thee, thy face, Lord, will I seek. Amen. Thy face, Lord, will I seek. So, our seeking the face of God is as a result or as a response to the Lord asking us to seek his face. Hallelujah. It is not possible for a man to begin to seek the face of God except he receives this call from the Lord. Except he receives this call from the Lord. It is the Lord that comes to us and calls us. He's the one that throws first the invitation to us. And the invitation comes to us by way of the Lord working in us such that we become aware of our spiritual bankruptcy. We become aware of the condition within which we stand. We become aware of the wickedness of our way and the foolishness of our thoughts. We become aware of the extent to which what is in us and what is of us has deviated away from the divine standard. So we become aware. This awareness comes to us. And it is the Lord's work to bring to us this awareness. The problem is that many of us have not experienced such an awareness. And we are not also aware that such an awareness is necessary 
for the beginning of spirituality. No one is able to come into spirituality without this awareness. This awareness is called spiritual awakening, where we wake up to our state. The Bible said that when I came, I saw you lying in your own blood, and I said unto you, leave. The Lord discovers us in our own blood. He discovers us in the filth, the filthiness of the flesh. He discovers us in our deadness. And he does not just call us out of our deadness. He makes us aware. Now that awareness is the spiritual awakening. Hallelujah. That awareness is also the calling of the Lord upon the remnant that he has hidden in the hearts of every man. So the Lord comes and begins to encroach upon our territory, telling us and making us aware of the wickedness of our way. There is no one who will successfully pursue the Lord without this awareness. But the problem is that many of us, the Christianity that we were introduced to was false. So it was a Christianity that made us think that we were following God even though we had not come to the awareness of the wickedness of our ways. It had not yet dawned upon us. We had not awakened to the wickedness of our hearts and the fact that we need to run away from it and then embrace the life that the Lord speaks of. The Hebrew writer talks about how that we have fled for refuge, to lay hold of the life that is set before us. We have fled. That fleeing is as a result of an awareness of the state of life that a person is in. And because of that, he needs to migrate. He needs to run away from that kind of life. The problem is that the kind of religion, the kind of spirituality, or the kind of Christianity that was introduced to us was such that we did not realize this call of God upon us. Many of us, the Christianity that was introduced to us, spoke to us about hell and the suffering that we will go through if we do not embrace God. And because of that, we came to God in our minds. We were coming to God because we feared for our skin. We did not want to suffer for eternity. And because of that, we needed to escape. So if you look at what then begins such a spiritual journey, it is not an awareness of your bankruptcy, but it is an attempt to save your skin and to prevent suffering. Hallelujah. And because of that, many, in quotes, spiritual journeys are initiated without the necessary condition that makes it an effective spiritual journey. So now we claim to follow God, but we are not aware of the bankruptcy of our ways. We claim to follow God, but we love ourselves. We love our own will. We prefer our own will. We treasure our own will. We love our thinking. We have not come to the realization of the foolishness of our thinking. We have not come to the realization of the wickedness of our ways. So it is as though then we have a contention with God when God introduces to us his ways. And that is problematic because a real spiritual journey must always begin with an awareness. An awareness. And that awareness stays with you forever. It is that awareness that keeps you going. 
and keeps you realizing that you need more of God. So even though we are following God, we don't really think we need God. And if we end up thinking that we need God, it is because we need him to sort out some problems that are in our lives. But to understand that your will is so bad that it needs to be replaced by the will of God. And that your understanding and your thinking is so bad that it needs to be replaced by the wisdom of God. That you begin to be afraid of yourself and to fear a life that will be lived separate from that which the Lord offers. To fear to will anything except that which the Lord wills. And to think anything except that which forms the wisdom of God. That fear is not in us. And it is because we're introduced to a religion that told us that we need to save our skin. Because who likes to be burnt in fire? So our understanding of hell is that fire will burn you. And in natural life, we know that to be burned by fire is not pleasant. Hallelujah. We know that to be burnt with fire is not pleasant. So in our thinking, we began our spiritual journey in quote, spiritual journey in quote, because we feared the suffering that comes with fire burning you. Now, that cannot be right. It means that even though we thought that we had begun our spiritual journey, we actually had not begun. Now, the problem then is that we go on from there to live a certain kind of life that has an appearance of godliness, an appearance of spirituality, but the real kind of spirituality is not there. Because that spiritual awakening, that engenders every spiritual journey, that becomes the beginning of every spiritual journey is not there. Some of us convince ourselves that as we have been walking in the church and been reading our Bibles and been attending programs since we were young, and it means we know God. But I'm telling you that you have no idea who God is except you come to an understanding of the wickedness of your ways and the foolishness of your thinking and the bankruptcy of the understanding that you think you have. Except you come to that realization, you don't know God. Now, the problem is that it is difficult to convince such people that they don't know God. And that is the problem that Jesus had with the Pharisees. They were in a certain form of religion, and Jesus was telling them that they are blind. But in their religion and what they were into, they felt that they see. So everybody accepts that we see. Everybody accepts that we are not blind. Why is it that you are coming to tell us that we are blind? So the message that reveals the bankruptcy is no more accepted because we feel like we have crossed the stage where we were not following God. It's like we feel like if we were at the stage where we did not follow God and we're told that we were spiritually bankrupt, we accept it. But because we have been sold a lie from the beginning and we have been made to think that we have now made the journey some distance into the spiritual journey, walking with God. When somebody tells us something that we needed to know at the beginning to make our steps the right steps, we are convinced that we have passed that stage. We have passed that stage. So these people thought they know God. Now Jesus said to them that they are blind. It means that they should begin again. And they feel like they know God. At least to a large extent, they know God. But Jesus is telling them that they should begin again. Hallelujah. Jesus is telling them that they should begin again. 
So that becomes a problem. When you are sold a lie and you convince yourself that you have been on a spiritual journey when you have not been. The things that then will make you begin the spiritual journey when they are introduced to you, you do not want to accept it. Because then it means that you have to write off many of the things that you have been up to and humble yourself to begin again. And that is difficult. And for many of us, we like to convince ourselves that we know God. We like to think that we have crossed the stage where we must count all things as loss, where we must count all things that pertain to us as dung. We feel like we have crossed that stage because we did it a long time ago, but we didn't. And it was because we were sold a lie. Many of us, our spiritual journey, it was from trying to save our skin. Hallelujah. It means that even though God is calling us and inviting us by this awareness of our spiritual state, a false doctrine can divert us and make us focus on the wrong things so that God's call will not be heard by us. You remember the story of the rich young ruler who came to Jesus and said that, what must I do so that I may have eternal life? And Jesus said that, you know the law. Thou shalt not this, thou shalt not this. And he told Jesus that these things I have done, these laws, I have kept them from infancy. I have kept them from infancy. And Jesus said, you lack one thing. Go, sell all that you have, give it to the poor. Then you will have treasure in heaven. Then you come and follow me. And the Bible says that he became sad. And when he heard this, he was very sorrowful, for he was very rich. Now, this is an example of somebody that is caught in some kind of religion without the basic requirement met. The basic requirement of religion is that you sell all that you have. You give up what you think it is that constitutes your person. Because that is why you are going to make the journey in the first place. It is to give up your will, to give up your wisdom. Spiritual journey begins with renouncing the things that are of the flesh. The things that have been your life. It begins by renouncing them. But this is a guy that has been keeping the law, has been following after all these things, but had not done the basic thing. Hallelujah. So Jesus tells him that you have to do this. I have kept these things from the beginning. And Jesus said that you lack one thing. You lack one thing. And for many of us, we think that the one thing means that the additional thing. No, the one thing is the primary thing. You lack the primary thing. Sell all that thou hast and distribute unto the poor and thou shalt have treasure in heaven and come follow me. So before a person can come and follow the Lord, this is what he must do. Hallelujah. Please you understand that the keeping of the commandment is seen as one following the Lord. You see, if a person is keeping the commandment of God, is following after the word of God, the person is seen as following God. You understand? Now Jesus is saying that no, go and sell what you have, then you come and follow me. Selling what you have, giving up what you are proud of and what you think makes you something. 
giving such things up, renouncing, like Paul said, the hidden things of dishonesty, renouncing the evil affections of the earth, coming to terms with these things, and the foolish wisdom that we keep and we love so much, renouncing these things, then we can come and follow the Lord. And at times the problem is that the kind of religion or Christianity that we have known, it has become a Christianity that does not allow us to renounce these things before we actually begin to follow the Lord. So we respond to what is established as the altar call and it is to save our skin from hell. So we say we want to follow Jesus and it is so that we may be saved from punishment in the future. We have not yet understood that it is ourselves that we must run away from. We have not yet understood that. That it is our will that is toxic. It is our thinking that is problematic. We do not come to terms with that. The thing is, anyone who does not come to terms with such things about themselves, do not follow the Lord. No matter what they go to do at us, like this rich young ruler, you can go and follow many things that people who follow the Lord do. But because you are not following him because you see the wickedness of your ways and you are not seeking after him because you see that what you are is bad and that there needs to be an intervention. Because you do not see this, all your efforts are useless. And for many of us, that is our problem. And because of that, we have no spiritual feeling, proper deep spiritual feeling. All that we know is some exuberant, shallow feelings that we have. And it is because we have not yet gone through step one. But the Lord wants to bring this to our attention. Anybody that will run after God will have to understand that they are nothing. So if we think we have run after God for a while, but we have not yet understood that we are nothing. I'm not talking about you casually saying that it's that you are nothing, but a deep understanding of your nothingness and you have not started fearing yourself and what it is that left to you yourself, you are and you will be. If you have not started seeing that, then what you think you have been doing, it is an exercise in futility. It does not yield anything. And if you are like that and you think your spiritual exercises in quote yield something, you can contend with me on this one because it won't yield anything. It won't yield anything. And because of where we have passed and what it is that we have been convinced of, we feel too big to come to this realization that we are really bad and that the Lord must deliver us. We feel too big. The conversation that will lead us there is too difficult. We like to feel rather that we have come far enough and we don't need to go to that beginning stage. But somehow today, the message of God that is in my mouth is that we need to do this beginning thing. Because even though it's a beginning thing, it is something that must stick with you in all your journey. 
So it's an awareness that you catch from the beginning, but it's an awareness you keep carrying with you that you are nothing. I know that in me, that is in my flesh, dwelleth no good thing. Not a few bad things and many good things. Some of us, that's how we feel about ourselves. We feel like we are generally good. You are still asleep. You feel like generally you are good. It's just a few things that make you bad. I'm telling you that you are generally bad. It's just a few things that deceives you into thinking that you are good. If you cannot understand this, then you have not responded to God in terms of spiritual awakening. And it is a good time to humble yourself. Remember, I've been here before. But if you have been here before and it has not stuck with you all your life, thinking this way about yourself constantly, then it means you were not here. You were not here at this point, at this beginning point. You were not here. Yesterday, I told you some of us are too strong for God. And the reason why you are too strong is because you really love yourself. And you think there's nothing really wrong with you. And there's nothing really wrong with your ways. At times you may acknowledge that the ways of God are good, but deep down within you, you will always stick to your ways. You will always stick to your modus operandi. You stick always to your wisdom. And it is because you think that your wisdom is always better. And it is important that we take this thing seriously. Because the reality is that without a spiritual awakening, the spiritual journey cannot begin. Those that really journey spiritually are those who have the spiritual awakening. That one is the case. Those without a spiritual awakening, but say they are following God, they are not following God. It is important that you search within you and you follow this voice of God trying to convince you that your ways are evil and that your thinking is false. It is important to follow this voice of God and surrender to this voice and agree with it. It is important. It is important to allow this awareness to take place. Other than that, you become like the rich young ruler. You even begin to complain that, why have I done all these things, but I still have not found God? The way that is described in the message. And it is because you have not come to terms with your own spiritual state. Those who do, even though they feel the pain of the light of God shine upon them, they also like the pain because they know that this is the beginning of their deliverance. It is like the uncovering of a wound. And the aim is that even though the uncovering of the wound is painful, the healing balm will be applied. The healing balm will be applied. And because of that, the wound will be healed. So even though it is painful to be lowered like that into the dust, the prospect of rising from the dust hole, rising from the dust cleansed, rising from the dust being set on your way to climb the mountain of God as you leave the things that God brings up in your mind as you leave them behind. That prospect makes the painful experience enjoyable still. Don't fall into the trap of the Pharisees. 
who think that they have known religion. And because of that, when somebody comes and tells them that they are bankrupt in spirit, it's an insult to them. Don't fall into that, this thing. Because it is that religion they have known uh, that is serving as a means of self-exhortation. It is convincing them that they have known God to an extent. Meanwhile, they have not known God at all. They have not known God at all. To me, that is one of the problems of the false Christianity that we have. It convinces people that they are on their way. So that the message that will actually begin the spiritual journey, many people will reject it. They will see it as a, a message that is not necessary. And why would they not? Because it's a painful experience. It's a nakedness that they do not want to have. They don't want to stand stripped naked and brought to their knees. All the things that cover them, all their appearances removed. So that what it is that they truly are will stand before them. They don't want that. So they would rather then continue in the religion that convinces them that they are already on a journey with God. Don't fall into that trap. Don't become like the rich young ruler who, having obeyed the commandments of God, forgot the most important thing. That obeying of the commandments of God to be worth it, a man must first reject himself. That's why we say that in order to approach the Lord, we must turn away from evils so that we can hold on to that which is good from the Lord. And this man thought that the way he was in his evil, that is how he will pursue the Lord. Then what it is about the Lord that you'll be pursuing. No wonder such pursuit will turn into a canal and a material pursuit. The Lord then will become the person that services your material interests and your material desires. Because where the Lord truly wants to touch, you have closed the door that that work has been done. So there's no place for the Lord there. There's no place for the Lord to scrutinize your heart to scrutinize your thinking, to judge your heart. There's no place for judgment. There's no place for judgment upon your heart. There's no place for judgment assessing your thinking and seeing the futility of your thinking. See, realizing that you have to even just stop thinking because all your thinking is nonsense. That feeling is not there. Why? Because we have been convinced that we have passed that stage and now we are friends of God. So what else will God be to us? Because anyone that wants God to be more than a material provider will have to confront what is in their own heart. They'll have to confront that. So we are convinced that some of us, even as we have encountered this doctrine, we encounter it with this feeling that we are actually fine. We just need a top up. And I'm telling you that this doctrine, when you read the scriptures, it is those that dwelt in the valley of the shadow of death and those that dwelt in that darkness that this light has appeared to. And it is those that recognize their own darkness. It is not those that feel like they are moving, moving, so they need a top up. It is those that see the wickedness of their ways. That's why Jesus, when he came, he said that it is the sick that need a physician. Those that are well they do not need a physician. It is the sick. So the message that brings deliverance is for those who acknowledge that they are in bondage. Without that acknowledgement, it is not possible for that message to profit you. So some of us, that's our problem. 
we received this message in our stride because we came from a certain false understanding that conveys that, that we already know God. It's just that it was but the spiritual awakening was no more there. We have not concentrated on the voice of God that calls us to repentance. We have not. Yesterday we considered the foolishness or the evils that are in our hearts and how we must turn away from our own will and embrace the will of God. The additional one is to recognize the foolishness of our thinking. Some of us believe we are rational people and we do not know that rationality itself stems from spirituality. So it is only when a man thinks from the wisdom of God that the person is rational. Some of us, we think we make sense, but God will open our eyes if we allow him. Then we realize that we are very stupid people. Hallelujah. We are very foolish people. And it is important that everyone comes to this understanding that we are foolish, we are stupid, we are not correct. The way our thinking is, it must be taken out and put into the boiler. We must, I know maybe some of you think these are harsh words. It means that you have not come to that place. Because if you think this way about yourself, you will not feel that these are harsh words. A, a person must think this way about themselves all the time. That their own thinking is useless. You are a fool in your own self. And you are even a fool to begin to think that if you can conceive a thought by yourself and its foundations are in yourself, it is a good thought to even say it. But we really think that our wisdom is good. So we don't run away from ourselves. So there are many things in the scriptures that they don't apply to us. They don't. We are not running for refuge. We are not. I hear thy work and voice that calls me, Lord, to thee. For cleansing in thy precious blood that flows on Calvary. This is the mentality of the one who has awoken spiritually. We know what the blood of Jesus is. It's the truth that is alive in us. It's not some imaginary liquid that will wash you. And that is part of the false religion we have known. That there is a, a liquid that washes us without touching our hearts. Without touching our hearts. The blood symbolizes the living truth. The living truth that is able to tame the heart of a man. That is able to tame the heart of that beastly man. That living truth. That is the blood of Jesus. That is able to cleanse the mind of a man from foolishness and stupidity. And the man now begins to become reasonable. He leaves that unreasonable thinking and awakens to another kind of wisdom. It 
it's important that you assess yourself with this song. If this song is not your heart desire, then you understand what I'm talking about. If this song does not move you to reach out to God, it's that you can't relate with the song, then you have fallen into the deception that I spoke about. And then it's time to break away from that deception. Precious blood that flows on Calvary. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm coming, Lord. I'm coming, Lord, now. I'm getting out of this wickedness. I'm getting out of these evil desires. I'm getting out of this lack of spiritual desire. I'm getting out of this false thinking that I'm so much in love with that I pride myself with. I'm getting out of this. I'm getting out of this. I'm getting out of this. There are those who think that this song, it, its relevance goes away. It does not. Those that truly experience spiritual awakening, this awareness stays with them forever. They are like Paul who understand. And he says that, I know that in me, that is in my flesh, dwelleth no good thing. This is an awareness that is even with the angels in heaven. Every angel in heaven walks with the consciousness that they are nothing without God and they fear to be anything without God. They fear to have an affection except the affection that is of God. They fear to think except with their thoughts that are from God. Every angel, even the greatest of angels, have this awareness and even the, the measure of this awareness in them determines the, the heights that they find themselves. In other words, the greatest of angels have this awareness even in a greater way. What have you been responding to? That is why we search after God. Oh. It is because we understand that our very lives depend on him. We understand that there is no life, there is no desire separate from his desire. There is no wisdom separate from his wisdom. So we understand that a man and Casano, he is not anything. He's not anything in himself. He's a mere vessel that ought to be filled. That is the potential of man. He's a vessel. He's not anything. He's not anything. But we are convinced we are something. And that, that informs our spiritual coldness and our lack of spiritual attitude, our lack of effort, our lack of conviction, our lack of desire, because we think that we are something. So we are willing to slow down. You know why you are willing to slow down? 
you know why you are willing to take your spirituality slowly it is because you don't know you don't know the state you are in and how destructive that state is to your own soul so you want to take it slow you want to take it slow then you are not convinced you have not woken up if you are if you are awake you will understand you will understand that you need to run away from this thing quickly you need to get out of Egypt quickly you need to get out of Egypt quickly you need to get out of Babylon quickly you need to run away from that life it is ruining you and it is because you have been convinced in it that it is good that is the deception of the enemy as the enemy destroys your life the enemy also convinces you that there is nothing wrong with your life because the enemy makes you focus on the material life oh wokoba so the enemy convinces you that you are a normal human being not knowing that you are very foolish you are you are actually mad spiritually you are walking about like a madman but the enemy takes your thinking from the spiritual and focuses you on the material and in the material you look like a normal person so you are convinced No more. No more. No more. No coming weekend back. Thou dost my strength assure. Thou dost my vilest fool cleanse till spotless all and pure do come mean weak and vile thou dost my strength assure thou dost my father's fully cleansed till spotless. That is why it's a strange thing to see a man full of himself. To see a, 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 a man full of it. It's like, what do you think? If you were not under deception, you would know that there is nothing about you to exalt. There is nothing about you to exalt. I am coming, Lord. I'm coming, Lord. Come now to thee. Wash me, cleanse me by the blood that flows.
Remember, it is the broken and the contrite hearts that the Lord will not despise. I pray that we will allow the words of God to break us. I pray that we will allow the words of God to break us and to cut us down to size. I pray that our vessel, will, we will allow the Lord to break our vessel and remold our vessel.
speak about that that is another deception of the enemy if you say you are bad what is it that you have seen about yourself that is bad that is where the key is because it is what you see that you begin to run away from and you begin to seek for refuge and deliverance from for many of us we are going to have to begin afresh because the, the, the race we have run up to this point, the foundation was not there. The foundation was not there. The foundation of awareness, the opening of your heart, that heart surgery, the revelation of your heart, the revelation of your wicked ways, the awareness of your state and the foolishness of your thinking, the, 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 the uncleanness of your desires, the wickedness of desires, the foolishness of your thoughts. This awareness was not there. And because of that, your journey has lacked heart. It has lacked heart. You like yourself too much. You are very quick to think that you are something. It is because you have not seen yourself. But the Lord is opening your eyes. We are coming to terms with where we are. So that our journey will not be a futile journey. So that our efforts will not be futile so that our journey will have heart heart in it it will not be the journey of one that is joining the, the crowd but has not yet understood why they need to go in the direction that they are going those that have been awakened spiritually will understand the doctrine and appreciate what he seeks to do in them those that love themselves think that the doctrine is a border and it makes it, it it gives them a burden that they are not ready to bear but those that see themselves they see that the doctrine is god giving them a ladder that they may climb out of the hole that they find themselves in that they may come into the light that is god throwing them a helping hand God throwing them a helping hand. God throwing them a helping hand. And for some of us, 
our deception is so strongly backed by demonic activity and the demons have kept us in this state of pride in this state of feeling that you are something when you are not anything the demons have kept you locked in that state and it's difficult to fight back because they have convinced you that you don't need to fight back but today the power of god comes upon you and every demonic activity is destroyed every demonic lie is uncovered Every demonic lie that has been sold unto you is uncovered. Every demonic argument will become futile to you now. Every demonic argument to stay where you are, to close your eyes to the unveiling light of God, to shut yourself from the judgment of God and to convince yourself that all is well. That demonic activity is destroyed today. May the searching heart, the searching light of God enter your heart and may it continue to search you out and may you have the strength to allow this light to do its work. May you have that strength. May you have that strength. May you have that strength. To understand that your desires. Oh, at times our desires, we package them. In a, and we convince ourselves that they are not bad. Oh, I, pray, I, I pray that such deception will leave your life. And that judgment will hit your heart. And you will awake unto the light of God. You will awake unto the searching light of God. That you begin to run away from yourself. You begin to seek deliverance from yourself. You begin to run away from your wisdom. You begin to contend with yourself. Come, Lord. 
thy strength assured. Thou dost my vileness fully cleanse to scorn, to scorn
Come below. 